0: Today's Tribcast is presented by North Texas Giving Day. Help make North Texas a stronger and more vibrant community. Schedule your donation beginning September 7th to over 2,800 nonprofits. Learn more at northtexasgivingday.org. Also, Fibertown. All data centers are not created equal. Fibertown provides co location, disaster recovery, and SCADA control for mission critical companies. Learn more at Fibertown.com.
1: Texas
2: talking, oh, what was that that you said? Texas talking, ah, gonna hoop
1: upside your head? Texas talking, tell me who can you
3: trust?
0: I'm Katie Turr of NBC and MSNBC. I cannot wait to be in Austin during the weekend of the Texas Tribune Festival to talk about my new book, Unbelievable, my incredibly personal and totally unbelievable account of the 2016 presidential campaign and the time I spent covering Donald Trump. I'll be at the Tribune's dinner to support nonprofit journalism, and I'll be taping an episode of the PBS show Overheard with Evan Smith. Cannot wait to see you there for now though. Enjoy this week's Trib cast. Here's your host, Emily Ramshaw. Thank you. This is Emily Ramshaw here on the 13th of September with your <laughs> Texas Tribune food cast. Happy we've been be in here. here. <laughs> yes, we've been in here listening to Evan's distaste for runny eggs all it's morning. True, actually. Uh, I'm here to introduce CEO Evan Smith. Uh,
3: uh, this is uh, the problem with your diet: the no gluten and the no dairy is making you loopy. Uh,
0: no, just your running commentary on food groups. Evan Smith, political reporter Patrick Svitek.
2: Good afternoon. What are you drinking there, Patrick? Um, I think it's a latte.
3: Yeah. Thanks, a latte. It. But it looks yeah. pretty gross to me too, actually. it's, 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 got, it's got ice in it, though. Yeah, yeah. ice latte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An
0: executive editor back from his. A month-long foray a month? in Italy. We <laughs> Ross it only, it only
1: felt like a I ran, month. Ran out, of, ran out of money before the month was up. <laughs> Is Ross, that what it was? Ross oh, yeah.
0: decided to run to Italy right before a hurricane back. hit.
1: Uh, no, we um, we bought the ticket before we ran out of money.
0: As Ross said, nobody wanted to read a column about hurricanes anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to read, yeah, I I read a John Sharp column, however, and I, you know you're the Sharp Whisperer. Hold so off on that. Uh, com- we talk about that. We'll we'll get to your
0: to Ross's former boss later on in this TribCast. All PTSD. right. You
3: mean Bob Bullock?
1: <laughs> oh. I never worked for Bob Bullock. <laughs> Thank you.
0: You weren't, aren't that old. Okay. uh, in the aftermath of Harvey, we have a growing chorus of state leaders saying now is the time to finally spend money on some sort of flood mitigation efforts in Houston, maybe the Ike-Dyke, the sort of coastal barrier. Uh, We had Dan Patrick on the radio late last week basically uh, calling for um, paying for these products. How does he want to pay for them, or what's the conversation right now among state lawmakers on how we foot the bill for this stuff?
2: The initial conversation was, are you going to call a special session to tap the rainy day fund? That seemed to be the main question in the first few days uh, after the storm. Uh, Obviously, the governor came out and said a special session won't be necessary. Now that we're, uh, uh, you know, several days away from the immediate aftermath of the storm, the conversation's gotten a little more nuanced. Um, You know, all the state leaders... The the Speaker of the House, Joe Strauss, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, and obviously Abbott all say a special session uh, isn't needed in that Mm -hmm. uh, before the 2019 regular session, uh, the state has, uh, you know, yesterday Strauss Mm -hmm. said the state has plenty of authority to free up different money that could be used to address Harvey aid. Um, When it comes to the Rainy Day Fund, one approach that's been floated, at least by the Lieutenant Governor, is that... um, to deal with some of the, the needs created by Harvey, um, the state can basically uh, move forward money. Um, th- this would be through a legislative uh, budget board action um, that would have to be signed off by the governor, but the state could basically move forward money from the next fiscal year, uh, reallocate it basically, and then when they meet, when lawmakers meet in the regular session, 2019, pay it back. And one likely route of paying it back would be by tapping the rainy day fund in, in 2000 in the regular session,
1: 2019.
3: So uh, Mike Morath Mike said something similar to that this morning. Right. I believe yeah. Alia Swaby was uh, at a a deal at which the uh, State Board of Education, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Education Commissioner, said in essence, we don't need to. To deal with money now, we can take money from the next and essentially come is, back around. Is that
0: like an accounting trick, like one of the many it's, accounting tricks we've written about? Or is it's this... called
1: budget execution. Or you is that like money putting money, money on a credit card? Just, you've got a 24-month budget. You move <laughs> money from the last months to the earlier months and um, make it up, You know, show up with some more money before the end of the budget cycle. The It generally works fine. The problem this time is that the legislature wrote a budget like in the case of Medicaid, that's already short mm-hmm. a couple of months at the end. So when they get here in January 2019, they're going to need a supplemental budget bill pretty quickly to pay for they the they stuff that they that already, already did already, right. and all of the Hurricane Harvey stuff. They could, they could be talking about the rainy day fund very quickly it, in 2019.
3: It is reasonable to ask, all this accepted, it is reasonable to ask if you're not going to spend the rainy day fund money
0: now, on an actual literal you're, rainy day. Number, you number, one,
3: on rainy number one, you're never <laughs> right. going to spend it. And number two, change the damn name. The name change is it to the never under any circumstances are we going to spend this fund.
1: Okay, here's the wonky right? thing. The name's already changed. It's the economic stabilization, stabilization fund. Stabilization
3: right, yeah.
0: The never under you any circumstances fund. <laughs> That's like the right. Texas Tribune budget. I actually am
3: proposing <laughs> we change the name of the rainy day fund to Gene Wu's mad money. How about that? Um, <laughs> No, I, I actually think the um I think the um, the the plan to spend the money on what the hurricane requires is is all well and good. And I'm glad that the state is going to figure out how to pay for this. But it just it, 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 this the rainy day fund thing is just silly.
1: Well, the rainy day fund is not very big in in the scope of, you know, the very early. And certainly inaccurate yes. estimates that, you know, the governor threw out $150 to $180 billion. It's gonna
3: be, be more than $200 billion.
1: Well, but what, you know, the rainy day fund in that scheme is only like five or 6% of that. It not say drop
3: in the bucket, it's that's nothing. Not I didn't, I very carefully right. didn't. But, but, you know, on the other hand, <laughs> and you then know, you came in. On the other hand, why couldn't you take $2 billion out and say we're gonna give it to TEA and we're gonna have TEA distributed according to need to the school districts in the hurricane affected areas that have had property damage or have had other costs associated. Look. HISD, Richard Carranza, the president, the uh, superintendent of the Houston Independent School District, put uh, the number at 700 million just for HISD. Mm-hmm. Right. The reality is the state can't and, and, and shouldn't and can't pick up the tab itself. On the other hand, if that money is sitting over here, cold chilling in this savings account, why couldn't they access some of it?
1: Well, it, in fact, it doesn't matter because if you can move the money forward, as Marath has said, and as others have then said, you are through using budget it. execution, then you're using it and it's really a matter of accounting. But don't you in think Janu-
3: optically it's weird that they
1: won't no, it? January of 2019, if the money <laughs> If money's there for them to take care of the things they need to take care of. It'll be fine. If the money's not there, then they've got a whole nother problem.
0: Uh, well, like if you're an individual and you think you're about to get a lot of money from FEMA. Do you spend your own money? I mean, is there a parallel here? Like, you know, the state thinks it shouldn't have to spend its own money and that it should be the federal government? It depends
1: depends on if you need the money to have a roof before FEMA gets there. Mm -hmm. And and in the case of the school districts, they need to open some of these schools maybe before this is all sorted out. And, you know, what do you throw them as as bridge money or interim money? Do you use rainy day for that? Do you use budget execution for that? Obviously, they decided to use budget execution, which is when they move money within the budget to take care of something Right. right now. They'll, they'll be fine. You know, this is one of those things where they'll be fine until they're not. And the not here is if this costs a great deal more than they're expecting it to cost and they run short somewhere before January 2019. Yeah,
2: and that's essentially what Governor Abbott has said in response to question, recent questions about the Rainy Day Fund, which is like, everyone take a deep breath. Let's take a, you know, make a full assessment of what, the, you know, needs were created by this storm. Let's see what the federal government can give us short-term and long-term. And then maybe we, we look right. at... What role the rainy day fund will play in in the response? Obviously, for some folks, have you know some uh, House Democrats in particular, they they want to see a more urgent, uh, you know, focus on what the rainy day right. fund. Right. I for. mean,
0: what's inter- if you start to do the math though? So Abbott has said this recovery, the recovery alone, could be 180 billion dollars, which
1: is you got to say as you do this, there's a big asterisk on that. Of I mean, course. nobody knows how much this is going
0: nobody to Nobody knows, but that's the recovery. But then there are all these other things that, I mean, beyond recovery, like what about prevention? So these conversations, you know, the, the plan for the coastal barrier system is anywhere from $6 billion to $11 billion alone. The widening the bayous, which a lot of people think is the flood mitigation, uh, you know, relief right. is $25 billion alone. Uh, building another reservoir is another. Right.
3: So, so R- R- Ryan Poppy, the head of the Harris County Flood Control District told me last week that he thought the biggest issue that came up out of this was the need for a third reservoir. And he said, by the way, that's largely a federal Tick, Army Corps t- ticket item, not yeah. a not a state ticket item, but that that's really going to the need for a third reservoir has never been clearer than than after right. Right. right.
0: meanwhile, the the feds, Congress has given you a, a mere fifteen billion so far, that right. cannot be spent mm-hmm. on anything other than recovery. I learned that from Kia and Nina's story yesterday. So you can't use any of that fifteen billion dollars for you know you flood mean the, mitigation. That much
3: hated federal government.
0: That much hated federal government. Right. But that much hated federal government is the one that's going to have to pay for any kind of coastal barrier system if they do it. I right. mean. There's so,
1: so there, there are a bunch yeah. of questions here. I mean, how much of this can you do as you rebuild things? You know, there was the drain that they were going to put under the interstates years ago for 400 million and decided not to. If you have to rebuild roads, do you take care of projects like that as you go? There's a lot to sort out here. There's a lot of private sector stuff that'll be sorted out when the insurance companies, you know, show up or don't show up. And, you know, it, it's a lot of this is just going to be. 90 or 120 days of, okay, let's get a list of things we right. need to Right.
0: Inventory, basically, right. yeah. Your right. honey-do list and then right. go from there. How did... John Sharp's cookie jar, right? Yeah, right. So there were four members of Congress from Texas who voted against the $15 billion relief plan. So Joe Barton, Jeb Hensarling, Sam Johnson, Mac Thornberry. Worth noting, none of them are actually from the Houston region. How as a Texan can you get away with voting against that?
1: Well, Sam's not on the ballot, so he's clear. You know, the other three are going to be on the ballot, and it's either going to be okay with their voters in Dallas and Amarillo, and who was the third one? Barton. And and Barton Mm -hmm. in uh, Corsicana down in Ennis, and um, it's either going to be okay with those voters or not, and Barton's already out. I guess Henserling is too. I haven't seen, Thornberry probably is, but I haven't seen it, explaining why he voted the way he did, and he said it was, you know, I'm for storm relief. I'm against moving the debt ceiling. What's the
3: Karl Rove line? If you're explaining, you're losing. Mm-hmm. All right. All people will remember is they voted against they voted it. Against they don't want to hear right. any explanation. Right. right. And, you know,
1: the next time Ennis has a tornado, mm-hmm. you know, he's right. going to have to explain himself to 35 other members of the Texas delegation.
2: Mm-hmm. The, yeah. You have, you have a they're a all to safe about for about Republican this. districts, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. <laughs> they're they're right. safe Republican but, 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 you know, but uh, primaries. Optics. Yeah. Right. Optics. to right. get Bruce a
2: little bit. I don't know if they're politically imperiled by mm-hmm. this, though.
0: Well, just a reminder, if you're tuning in on Facebook, that you can shoot questions our way. Uh, Patrick, you wrote a piece at the end of last week about how Governor Abbott was faring amid uh, the Harvey crisis and response. Right. I uh, think
3: Gina Hinojosa favorited that, didn't she, yeah. on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You
0: know what I'm talking about? Want to weigh in any further conversation? well, No, I've never I've never been, we, that.
3: We, it's like an inside joke yeah. between Latte and me over oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. The Democrats are all pissed because they say, well, Patrick wrote this story and basically— Yeah, I mean, we were— uh, no, That's a broad of... The
0: Democrats are all pissed. <laughs> Every last one of them. Well, pretty much. One anyway, one. T- yeah. so talk to us. I'm less concerned about the Democrats being pissed about the story and more concerned about how— uh, What's another, the perception— <laughs> Right, fine. What's the perception of how Abbott has fared, especially coming off the heels of a pretty rocky special session?
2: Yeah, I wrote this story uh, several days ago, and I mean, at that point, and I think it's continued to this point, you know, he's been receiving, uh, you know, generally high marks for how he's handled the response uh, to the hurricane. Uh, there was this early dust up with some local officials in Houston over whether they should evacuate or not. You know, it it seems like ancient history at this point. But, you know, Abbott had said if he were in that area, he would head north. At the time, local officials were largely advising Houston residents to stay put and not evacuate. Um, But but otherwise, you know, he's gotten high marks from uh, people he's been working with, uh, emergency management officials, people like Nimkid, uh, you know, for being just very visible, very hands on. And, uh, you know, being clearly engaged uh, around the clock and empathetic and, right mm. and empathetic too um and you know i mean there there have obviously been some some less flattering moments like i said with the the evacuation controversy uh to a much lesser extent the, the chemical plant explosions near houston the houston area have reignited this debate over whether abbott was right uh to uh, issue this attorney general's ruling in 2014. But, you know, on the whole, in terms of his response to the immediate aftermath of the hurricane, he's been getting, uh, you know, high marks. And, you know, the way we, we framed it in the story, too, you know, this comes after a special session that really ended on a sour note for, uh, for, you know, for for all statewide leaders. I mean, there's a lot of contention, a lot of animosity toward the end. It was a very political uh, and heated summer. And so this is, you know, finding, an, you know, he's kind of, you know, Showing leadership in a new kind of spotlight, playing more of a unifying role, I think. What
1: do you you want anything that you wouldn't expect him to do in this situation? I mean is there anything this is. I mean part of this is you know do your job, right? Right. Well
3: right, but 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 that actually is a point. So what do you want during a situation like this? You want a governor who's visible, Mm -hmm. you want a governor who is active and is activating the activity of others, and you want a governor who's empathetic. Whatever you think about Greg Abbott. Yeah, check the boxes. He's checked the boxes. Now, you know, Mm -hmm. people have complained. I mean, response to to Patrick's story, among other responses, was, well, you're saying all these nice things about Abbott, but the bathroom bill. Well, these are not related topics, and they're not mutually exclusive. You can mm -hmm. be pissed about the bathroom bill being on the call... And also think during the hurricane and the aftermath, Abbott's done a good right. job. It's not
0: related.
2: Well, another complaint from um,
0: this has been a good related for, to Abbott's t- response. Twitter,
2: Twitter has know. been a good, <laughs> a good social media platform, by the way, this week. You know, Democrats Evans have just been Ab- picking
0: fights all week. Yeah.
2: House Democrats have criticized him for not uh, wanting to call a special session to tap the rainy day fund. As of yesterday, the big three were unified in their position on that.
0: They didn't need one. I haven't seen any
2: criticism of Speaker Strauss for saying that yesterday, (laughs) that he doesn't want to call a special session to tap the rainy day fund. So, um, you know. I Is it was a it
0: a politicized way. move by Abbott? And there's some questions on this on Facebook to say that you know you could get your um, gun license, your your license to carry, um, replaced if you were a Harvey victim, you know, without any cost, but not saying anything about like driver's licenses. Well, he did.
2: Or, there was a, an announcement made in late August about driver's licenses.
0: What that you could get it. No, I probably, no problem. No Re- problem.
2: place free of charge. Yeah, that was an yeah. issue. I think the governor's yes. office tackled before <laughs> yeah. before this uh, gun issue.
3: So
1: Ross says yes, it's so a, a was, political move. Yeah. yeah, of course it is. Right. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, what you about get,
3: my you get to, that? to carry yeah, about... a trident, <laughs> which write. apparently now is the case? Right. Do I have to? Yeah, You're sword. License yeah. to carry a
0: sword. Let's talk a little bit about about Abbott's decision to tap John Sharp, the A system chancellor, to basically lead the Houston recovery. First of all, that seems like an enormous and unwieldy job, which I'm not sure how you do it while you're a I, chancellor. I think
1: at this point it's may, you know, it starts with managing the list we were talking about a mm-hmm. ago. You know, Sharp's really good at this kind of stuff and really good at this particular kind of operation that looks really really big and needs organization and you know, he's got um, one of the best people in state government working for him, Billy Hamilton, you know, and is if you get John Sharp, you get Billy Hamilton and you've got the beginnings of a really good handle on this and he's got all of A&M there. So he's got the AgriLife people All of those offices that are all over the state, in particular all over the area that was covered with water, um, they're kind of uniquely positioned for this. He's got the right skill set for this. The people who work for him have the right skill set Plus, he's from
3: Victoria. And he's from Victoria. That's the other thing. This is his part of the story. That's that's
1: the other thing I was going to say. You know, this is his old Senate district and, Mm -hmm. you know, his stomping grounds, and he knows the politics of this. And. There's going to be a lot of politics in the cleanup. You but know, it's my non- brother-in-law non- wants to fix this thing, and my uncle wants
3: to fix that thing. Well, and, politics you know. in that sense, but the other part of it is it's a non-political decision by Abbott. He's brought in one no, of I the states. No, I think it's a very political decision. <laughs> well, but I actually think in this respect, he didn't appoint Michael Quinn Sullivan as the Hurricane czar. <laughs> he appointed John Sharp. No, he appointed I mean, a former Democrat. First rule: of politics meaningful, is do your job right. But he mm-hmm. did. But you know, and also Sharp got a lot of crap for taking the job to run the tax reform commission in 06 for Perry. Right. But like. Perry, Abbott has said, we're going to find a guy who has a skill set and who's Mm -hmm. an experienced state government who's potentially the right guy for this. And I think there's something to be commended for Mm -hmm. Abbott, uh, Abbott. About Abbott not appointing I mean, I made this joke. I know we like this guy and all that, but Uh-oh. this is not. Li- but this is not <laughs> like Jay Kimbrough being put like the guy who you put in charge of everything. You're putting in charge. I of was this actually job. just
0: going to talk about Jay Kimbrough. So, yeah, it's like you've got Rick Perry's, Rick Perry's guy is right. Jay right. Kimbrough. Your you know disaster recovery guy. But, but I think but what ab- what ab-
3: this ab- is what different. Ab- was, it was a, a craftier whether it was well. There, there, it was here's, craftier another, here's another good
1: piece of politics that Perry also employed yeah. in the tax thing in 2006 and seven. <laughs> Sharp's a Democrat. If it screws up, it's the other guy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. In this case, I mean, this does, is you've sharp. Got a heat sink. Yeah, but this was Abbott's but, guy.
1: Well, this one, this one. I mean,
0: I think if it's your guy, regardless of party, the poli- the- if
1: you go to the politics of it, I mean, ultimately you've got that. But I think he picked the right guy mm-hmm. for this.
3: Mm-hmm. I wondered about that. How's he going to do both jobs? Thing.
0: Uh, how do you do both jobs? I mean, I mean. Uh, well, it's
1: all those people behind him. How, how does Billy Hamilton you, do those jobs? How does Ray
3: Bonilla? Do I don't all think those you jobs? do
0: both jobs. I think your Houston recovery becomes your full-time job, and that you have enough support at AM that those people. He are just doing got your re jobs up for, for another you.
3: term as chancellor. Also, it's not like a yeah, yeah. salary increase. Right, it's right. Not either or. It's both ends.
0: Right. I mean, right. like, how do you go to your employer, to your board, and say, Oh, by the way, for the next two years, I'm going to be doing this different job.
3: All his employers are his employers are all big donors. His employer is the guy who named him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep.
0: yeah. Right. Exactly. A question from Facebook. So, how likely will votes on disaster relief uh, play into the next elections?
2: In Congress?
0: Uh, In Congress or, you know, even locally or, you know, sort of your stance on disaster relief. Is Harvey going to be a political... engine in the 2018 election. I think it's
2: probably too early to say. In, in regard to the, the votes against the Harvey Aid package in Congress, we've already mentioned that one of uh, of those four uh, Texas Republicans who voted against it, one is not seeking re-election, so you know, kind of a moot point for him, and then the other three are in safe Republican districts.
3: I'd uh, ask Van Taylor if he intended if he would have voted for that aid package, if the opportunity comes up. Sure, I'd love to yeah. know that, who intends to see yeah. re- replace Sam Johnson. Uh, Look, but, I think you'll be seeing a lot of campaign ads in the next year of Governor Abbott in disaster leisure wear, not a knock on him Mm -hmm. but I just think when you show the four years. Is there the a closet governor? down
1: at DPS somewhere where they have <laughs> where they all they the have jackets all those... ready for all the governors and <laughs> oh, lieutenant governors? It's probably empty if there's one.
3: It's a closet where they create and store <laughs> all the, all, all <laughs> the Twitter <laughs> memes that get trotted out on yeah. holidays. Call, it's call Amazon. Thing. Yeah.
0: To... It's, it is jarring to see these guys in their new leisure wear. It's like when you see Evan wearing cargo shorts. It's like happened <laughs> once in my life. Never
3: happened. Made up. It's a lie. All
0: right. Just a reminder, if you're tuning in on Facebook, we still have a little time left for you to send some questions our way. All all right, guys. What do you, want to talk about? you can talk about Ted Cruz. <laughs> Evan, why don't you explain to our no, Facebook I'm audience, our Tripcast audience? I don't know
3: what happened. I wasn't there. I she was dead I when I got really there. Come what on. are you talking about?
0: <laughs> All right, Patrick. This yeah, is Patrick. your one chance to talk about porn on the Tripcast. Sure.
2: Cast. So late, late Monday Indi- night. Hashtag on. <laughs> Indiana Strong.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Ted Cruz is. Personal Twitter account, not his official Twitter account, but the one he uses for personal political reasons or purposes. Personal um, political reasons, you know, had liked <laughs> a a tweet that was sharing a pornographic video. The tweet was from September 10th, so that was Sunday. It, it people on Twitter Sunday started night, noticing. Okay. Uh, this like which you can view on someone's profile what tweets they've liked they started gather, noticing Jimmy the like I guess Jimmy Kimmel
3: was one of the first person to widely yeah he's like 10 million followers right? and everything
2: night, yeah. uh, people started noticing late Monday night uh, that so Truj's 24 account hours later like 24 this. hours later well not necessarily 24 hours after the like I'm just saying that the tweet that was liked was from September 10th from Sunday Got I don't on. know you can't it's tell when like exactly <laughs> during <laughs> church you can't tell one exactly the, the, the like he, actually happened you no know,
3: it was busy it's a, it was a long exactly. day Sunday and Monday it took a while yeah, yeah, to yeah, kind yeah. of get around to write
2: yeah so people start noticing, and the like. After people started noticing, the like was still there for a good, I want to say hour, hour and a half. Ultimately, the like was removed from the account. It was the tweet was unliked, and it was not showing up under the Ted Cruz like column on Twitter. Um, spoke someone for him, Catherine Fraser tweeted out that at they like two a.m.
0: Poor yeah, thing. Yeah, like uh. two
2: a.m. <laughs> her tweet
0: was ah. Yeah, yeah. her tweet uh. was like, "Why the hell am I awake right now dealing with this?"
2: She tweeted out that the the like had been removed and that they had reported it to Twitter. Um, reported. I don't know exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly how you, you report that to Twitter. Um, some reported someone on, staff, yeah, someone on our staff. Someone on our
0: staff like this. Please help this. me. I like some
1: support. <laughs> the, the sacrificial intern <laughs> had been offered um, up to the gods.
0: And that and and
1: is the story. the story
0: is, well, the said, story then well, continued
2: the next morning because first uh,
0: they acted like they'd been hacked. Well, I, mean, uh, you, I don't
2: know if that was exactly the, well, the implication. well. You only say you
0: re- you only would report something to yeah, Twitter I guess the implication if was you'd something been malicious
2: kind of happened. It happened
0: yeah. to my phone, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, but I think then uh, Cruz kind of extended the the news cycle a little bit. The next morning, he was asked in I think he was in Washington and he was just in the hallways of Congress and was asked about it, and he made some joke that I don't really understand. Um, but then he he basically said that uh, you know this was a staffing issue. We've dealt with it internally. Okay. Some
3: you know, okay. he, Harold, Harold <laughs> Cook's line on Twitter was yeah. I <laughs> I bet when Ted Cruz was looking at that porn video, he was fully staffed. Uh, <laughs> I thought that's it. like no, that
0: was Harold Cook. I understand <laughs> that we didn't need to quote. I l- laughed didn't have to out like, loud.
3: Didn't actually, have to like his tweet. Yeah. Yeah. No, one of my staff members liked that tweet. Actually, so, yeah. That's so great. Cruz said,
2: you know, basically, you know, a number that's of people have access. A number of people in my office have access, or on my team have access to this Twitter account. It looks like one of them may have inadvertently liked this tweet. Um, he called it a, again he called it a staffing issue he was asked if the person was going to be fired or disciplined he said we're dealing with it, with it internally and I think that's the last we heard from him and his and his yeah. team on I this I want to point issue. out but that
3: but Tyler Norris who is yeah. former Ted Cruz staffer just sent me two middle finger emojis <laughs> <laughs> not just one but two over repeating the Harold Cook line
0: good work yeah. so just, I agree with you know, him yeah. Wait, okay, not, but not,
3: not a welcome distraction if you're a U.S. I Senator. actually
0: thought that Cruz's quote the one that you didn't understand was pretty funny and that was basically like you know if, if my tweets had gotten this, this much, much attention, attention. I, would have, I would
3: have done this during the Indiana primary. Yeah, right. Said, right? No, exactly. it, was very good, it was a good line. I, th- I, thought, I thought the was... phrasing was a little off, you know.
0: But if, for anyone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, really? Shecky Green, would you like to rewrite the it joke? Was, it
0: wasn't okay. perfect. Uh, I thought he would say,
2: like, if I had liked porn during the Indiana primary, I would have done better. That's what it
3: I mean. I think he, like he means, like,
0: if his Twitter feed got this much attention, you know. Do
3: you remember when uh, Sid Miller tweeted out to see you next Tuesday at Hillary Clinton? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. The
3: initial statement was, oh, we were
0: hacked. Right. That's right. everyone's and initial statement. And it was, oh, it
3: was. The right.
0: default was, oh, we got hacked.
3: Right. But right. okay, some, some dude working for me who no longer right. works. It was for the Perkadam. Right. Right. So
0: clearly, it had to be a mistake because no one intentionally, even if they're looking at porn on Twitter, likes that they're looking at. You know.
3: Right. Go on. We'll just sit here quietly. I'm explain. Just, I'm
0: trying to think. Of, walk through the ways that this was. A mistake. I mean, obviously it was a mistake, but is there any some way... Some staffer
1: had TweetDeck or something yeah. up with three accounts and... Well, you know, and in
0: Ted Cruz... if Does Ted Cruz's personal account automatically follow... Like, does Ted Cruz's account follow this account? Did anyone check that? No,
2: I don't I don't think so. I think, you know, re- whether you're browsing... Not Twitter, anymore. You know, you'd have to seek this out. I don't think that this, you know, well, this is the kind of content that casually follows. pops Well, because sometimes people auto-follow... The way Twitter works pieces. is, like,
0: so, there are some people whose accounts <laughs> auto-follow people who follow them. I think sometimes... I think the Tribune account... can
2: auto, Like, they auto-follow... They would auto follow so a porn in this account, case, or, or, or the, anybody
0: who followed you. So right, so like lusty ladies. If lusty, at ladies, lusty ladies follows followed, Ted Cruz, right, then Ted Cruz
3: is, automatically follows oh, I've back. I've never, at that, I've never heard of lusty ladies. I've never heard of that. I think that, no, back.
0: It's, it's possible. I actually think the Texas Tribune account right. does that. But so if you don't like the <laughs> post. No, you don't. No, but you might click on it, you know, on your phone as you're scrolling through by mistake. I'm just trying to find the—I am thinking about the absolute best. I'm giving There's everyone a, the benefit I'm, of the I'm, doubt I'd here. I keep coming
1: back. There's a sacrificial intern somewhere on the top of a pyramid being
0: killed. There probably is, but I think the <laughs> chances that someone was actively looking at porn on Ted Cruz's personal account— No, no,
2: they may have been actively looking at porn on an account that they thought was their, theirs or not Ted Cruz's, but it ended up that they were on Ted Cruz's. And, and they then intended acc- to they, like it? and, no, and then they, they accidentally
3: yeah. liked it. And then they accidentally liked it on Ted Cruz's feed. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like
0: when you tweet about the Yankees mistakenly so, uh, from the Texas Tribune so I, account. I tw-
3: so something happens. Let me just the tell Yankees you, this are...
0: story hits a little close to home. <laughs> so,
3: so the Yankees lose a game in the ninth inning because Aroldis Chapman gives up a home run to Raphael and Devers, tweets, and I tweet, oh fuck,
0: from the Texas Tribune, and it actually
3: is tweeted from the Texas Tribune account. And I got yeah, to so it. There,
2: there were two which
3: mistakes. Could be, had... Which could yeah. be
0: considered a pornographic tweet. Right. There's
3: a joke somewhere in what's between Aroldis Chapman and at lusty ladies. I'm not entirely yeah. sure so what the answer is. It's a double layered mistake. It's
2: first. First, you know, First you're being using on the Ted Cruz's count. account when you think you're on someone else's account, and then it's liking this tweet when you probably were just perusing it. So, with accidentally the, like then something? then, in
3: turn, pyramid. Yeah. 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 You've yeah. accidentally liked things I on have Twitter? A, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I have a— Yeah. Normally,
0: yeah. I notice it and unheart it real quick you know, but yeah. it's not generally porn.
3: <laughs> not <laughs> generally. Gen- <laughs> <In> <laughs> most <laughs> cases, it, it's hardly ever been porn. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's only been like, I don't know, four <laughs> or 10. I don't know, you know, yeah. not, not, not hardly.
0: So, but I think the bigger question is who had, so, you know, if who had access who to, the, had access to right. the personal account? Because this, like we said, this was not from his Send Ted Cruz account. This was just from at Ted Cruz. This is,
1: this is this area for politicians and public figures where you have, you know, your communications staff in some form or fashion, it has, a, has control of your social accounts. There's and, a story here, honestly. Wherever, a wherever story, yeah, there's a, an account like this, as you say, I mean, there's a million ways to make a Remember
3: Rick Perry tweeting the meme about here. a drunk, what's her name, the DA? Oh, Rosemary lemberg Rosemary lemberg Drunk right. Rosemary Lindbergh meme. Right. That was in similar situation where it was like, well, staff right. did that. And right. then the Sid Miller thing we've alluded to. In fact, there were many Sid Miller things. It's that one of said. those.
1: This is one of those things that can go wrong. And really, you can't.
0: Sid Miller's this, staff is proud of its so This is
3: <laughs> like a lot of stuff. Hell in, yes, I tweeted snakes is, and refugees. This is
1: like what a of lot of, of stuff in reputation management. You, yeah. you can't necessarily stop this stuff from happening. You have to figure out what your response is going to be and how you're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And the Ted Cruz case will be one of the
3: cases that say, "Don't do what this did. Do it instead." Like so. The, gra- the great. The great thing all this, out. this thing yep. is that the the, the tw- whatever the Twitter fiat. Twitter feed that was the Twitter feed in question in this case is now selling Ted Cruz themed porn merchandise oh. on its website. No God. That was a story in the Hill about this. It's right. like, oh, really? Right. Everybody's got to make a buck. booth at TripFest, maybe. So. No.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you were equal opportunity.
3: And I'm not that equal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, we just have another minute left here. Let's wrap up with some uh, additional 2018 election news from this week. Uh, we got some announcements one way or the other from everyone from Christy Craddock to Larry Phillips. Patrick, what's the latest?
2: Yeah, I forgot where we left. We left this off a week ago, but some of the more recent announcements. Uh, Christy Craddock, uh, chairman of the Railroad Commission, announced she's running for election. Not too much of a surprise, just uh, notable in that she was the um, you know, final Uh, executive statewide office holder to confirm that she's running for election 2018 so with her announcement we have all the major state, you know, non-judicial statewide officials on the ballot again in 2018 from Governor or from U.S. All Senator Republican. Ted Cruz, John Corner, right. mm-hmm. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, all the way down to Christy Craddock. Um, so that was that was you know why that was notable. Uh, we had another House member, Republican House member from Sherman, Larry Phillips, announced he's not running for reelection, uh, and the race to replace him is already well underway. There are, I believe, uh, three candidates already in that race, two maybe going on
1: three.
0: Was he? Um, was that a surprise? No, no. Had he said during the, at the end of the last session that he he'd, wouldn't—
3: He'd kind of—I mean, he hadn't said it out loud. He'd there kind was of some d- drawing around. To, look, I think it's interesting it's to, to ask right? the question, at yeah. what point do the number of Strauss allies mm-hmm. not coming back, potentially to be replaced by Strauss non-allies or or neutrals, make this an interesting political mm-hmm. conversation? Larry Gonzalez, Strauss guy, not coming back. No guarantee that he'll be replaced by somebody who doesn't like Strauss, but
2: mm-hmm.
3: don't know. Uh, Cindy Burkett running against Bob Hall. Yep. That'll be a hotly contested seat in the grassroots intensive fields. The in replacement for her, right. Sherman. Uh, uh, Phillips, pardon me, and Sherman, same thing. I mean, there's a couple cases of- Yeah, so right? we now have six open house seats
2: in 2018, and two of them have the potential to be competitive- uh, in the general election. Mm-hmm. Two of them, if you're Democrats, you're, you're Bir- looking at Birkhead them. Burkett and Gonzalez? And, and Gonzalez too much, I think, to a lesser extent. Is there a
3: Democrat in that race worth anything? Who's the in in the Gonzalez go, race? Yeah, you know, some guy got yeah. in some activist. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, there's, there's, act? there's, Who's going to piss off the a,
2: Democrats? A, a Democrats? That's, Democrat a, hard, that's, gonna,
1: worth that's anything? a hard run for a Democrat.
3: Well, that mm-hmm. used to be a Democratic district. You remember it was, what's her name? Diana uh, Maldonado. Right. Diana Maldonado. Yeah. But that district is not. It's a tough It's trended away from the Democrats in the sense that you really need.
2: Yeah, But right, the, that's I, that's I think important. the Burkett seat is more of the right. more traditional kind of Democratic pickup opportunity. Right. The Gonzalez
3: voters <laughs> also right. send
1: Swartner to the Senate and send John Carter to Congress. What about, La,
3: what about Labenburg? Uh, Labenburg is— That's was, a Republican b- seat. B- but Labemberg yeah. was a chair, a Strauss right. chair, yeah. but was a Strauss ally. I guess you have to consider Eventually that a Strauss ally. So she, was that not district, a, she was
1: initially a Craddock So ally is that district potentially
3: a district that could, could hand off to a non-Strauss ally, conceivably? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I
0: thought you saw heard a pretty loud and clear message from Joe Strauss yesterday speaking to the was it San Antonio, San Antonio chamber, chamber where of basically there. said to the business community like you know get out there, stay involved you all got involved at the end of the you know at the in the special session now yeah. it's the time
1: this is interesting you know he started the the regular session at TAB Patrick and I were sitting there and was telling business at the beginning of the session I need you this session mm-hmm. and they didn't show up until late in the game and yeah. really didn't show up big until the special session. Do you
3: think they made a difference in the special? I think they oh, made a absolutely. huge difference. Th-
1: they, gave, they gave everybody who was nervous... Some backbone. they provided some spine to this. Well, yeah. I think the motivation, providing the,
3: cover was right, the biggest right. thing. What's the motivation did, yeah. for them to stay involved?
1: Well, because, so you know, they don't have
0: is, to see a repeat of this. This is going to
1: happen again. And, you know, if you lose on this one, you're going to lose on the next one. You're going to lose on the next but one But there was a that, specific moment
3: that. around the bathroom legislation that got the business community activated. My question is, in the absence of a specific piece of legislation that activates the business community, how does the business community stay, stay upright? Mm-hmm. The same. Well, that's yeah. the
1: question going forward. Can, yeah. can Strauss keep them in the game in a non-emergency situation. Mm-hmm. If, and if they're going to play all the time, then the Republican Party's actually sort of, the matchups become more interesting. If they're not going to play, we're just going to revert to the most active people are on the very conservative side and Strauss's side will slowly erode just like the Senate has. Well, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, One other thing he said that caught, you know, for, as far as political people are concerned. He said that he's going to be supporting House members, uh, assuming we're, he's referring to the 2018 election cycle, who took the high road and represented their districts. I mean, obviously, the House Speaker's always, you know, had a role in, in uh, legislative races. He's not but campaigning
3: for Schaefer. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, that, got, that got me thinking. Are there any opportunities in 2018 for Team Strauss, the, you know, business community, to play offense in the primaries? I mean, that's kind of well, a that order, to Well, that goes to
1: Evan's point. They're yeah. going to have to, you know, you have to, at some point, Sure up your side. I don't think there are enough seats in the House in play today yet t- yeah today mm-hmm. to threaten his position but you know in a normal turnover in the House is 20 percent 20 25 or 30 seats um, there'll be I would expect if it's a normal year 12 or 15 incumbents just say nah, I'm going home
3: for whatever reason 30 seconds more on on this, on this question because I think that there's a conversation to be had on the other side of the Capitol on the same subject. What's Dan Patrick going to do? Dan Patrick in the past has been famously reluctant to get into primaries with his incumbent members, right? He's already in one in Amarillo. Well, so here's my point: right. you got Cindy Burkett versus Hall. How does he not? He supports Hall. Support Hall in that race. Okay.
2: He's already hosting a fundraiser. or set to host okay. a fundraiser.
3: When's his Estes fundraiser? Exactly. Yeah. Against that's Pat Fallon. When's his
1: Estes fundraiser? Yeah. Right. When's his Seliger, fundraiser, When's his against Seliger the, fundraiser? Against the guy who his consultant is working for. Yeah.
3: And his pollster. Right. Right. When's that? Right. I mean, you've got really interesting, and then what does he do in the Paxton-Philip Huffines race? I'm it more, did not go without notice, to me at least, that one Dr. Stephen Hoetze endorsed Philip Huffines last week. Uh, right. Dr. Hoetze is sort of Team Patrick. So I'm curious to know what where this is all headed and I what Patrick I would stay out of that if I were Patrick. You would? <laughs> you would? I'll watch yeah, house let races. Them, let them sort that out and I house, you watch House the, races. Whether Patrick is in the house races. Right. Yeah,
0: Interesting. All right. That's all the time we have. If you like listening to the Tribcast every week, do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. Those (laughs) ratings help us reach more listeners like you. And if you value the Trib's nonprofit, nonpartisan newsroom, please consider making a donation at support.texastribune.org. Thanks to Shiny Ribs for our music. On behalf of Evan, Ross, Patrick, and our producers, Todd and Julia, this is Emily. Thanks for listening. Texas Texas
2: talking. Texas talking. Texas talking.
3: 1970 (laughs) called, it wanted its joke back.